Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Getting It Out Podcast. That was Suicide Machine from Golden, G-L-D-N. Go look them up. Go to gettingitout.net right now and read my interview with Nicholas Golden of Golden. And we talk all about this new release, Hemophilia, which drops Friday, October 7th, digitally, online, everywhere, especially on Bandcamp. It's, it consists of uh, some remixes from the recently released EP, First Blood, which came out earlier this year, and a couple of cool covers. If you'd like more detail, of course, go to gettingitout.net. Read that interview that I posted just last week with Nicholas. Very interesting stuff. Industrial, noise, punk, whatever you want to classify it as, I greatly enjoy it, and I think you will too. Hemophilia, October 7th, self-released. Go to Bandcamp and get that shit. Okay, what's happening on this episode of the podcast? Speaking of stuff I really like, uh, Denver Rock Trio. Are they a trio or quartet? I'm not sure. I think quartet is the right one. They are a quartet from Denver. They play rock and roll music. Some of it's heavy, some of it's fuzzy, some of it's uh, twinkly. They are called Abrams, and they put out an awesome record called In the Dark on Small Stone Recordings. I also put a review for that record on gettingitout.net. So if you want to familiarize yourself with the band before you listen to my conversation, you can do that now. Gettingitout.net, where it has articles for everything you ever wanted to know, especially stuff I talk about right here. Let's do the Getting It Out podcast intro song, and then we'll talk about my conversation with Zach Amster. Check it! Make family out of friends, make friends out of enemies Peace to my family, make friends till they bury me All the places we've been, we're never sitting it out We be getting it in, where you getting it out I said all the places we've been, we're never sitting it out We be getting it in, where you getting it out All the way into another episode, here we are on Getting It Out Podcast. Are you ready to complain about the weather? Let's do old people things. I hate the weather. Any condition, don't like it. If it's hot, it's too hot. If it's cold, it's too cold. When it's windy, it's the worst. If it's raining, I can't stand it. Same way I feel about all of your dogs. If your dog is too friendly, it's clingy. If it's too quiet, it's sneaky. If it's barking up a storm, it can die. I don't care. Why are your dogs so loud? What are you barking at? Would it be would it be reasonable for an adult to act like that? Would it be reasonable for a child to act like that? Just walking in, screaming at things it sees. When it walks past the house, it just screams at them. Why are people walking them around with leashes around the waist? You're going to get drug out into traffic when Sparky sees a squirrel and you'll get masticated by a dump truck and a, and, a, and a Greyhound bus all at once because you were too lazy to hold the leash. What do you need both your hands for? What can't you do? What can you do now that you're not holding your dog's leash? I don't like it. I don't like the weather. I don't like dogs. But I do like making you listen to me talk about sports. I'm sorry for yelling for the first minute or so. So now let's relax and talk about Victor Wembanyama from France. Have you seen those G League highlights? Of course, the two of my friends who listen to this have. Because, you know, I finally bought, 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 b
to the hype and watch the highlights after listening to people talk about them for like a year now. I just did that earlier today. And holy shit, sometimes people are right. That guy's really good at basketball and he's 18 years old and French. Who saw that coming? A Frenchman? I mean, I guess we should uh, expect things like this. We got a Greek guy who's like the best ever for now. Um, we got a, Now we got a Frenchman coming in saying, uh, hold my beer. But he probably didn't hold my wine, probably, or how I don't I can't do a French accent. I tried. Anyway, but he's gonna come in here, the NBA, in 2023, I guess. And uh, well, first of all, he's probably gonna get hurt his first year because he's too skinny. So he's gonna do the Chet Holmgren, Joel and B, Ben Simmons thing, wait a year, uh, Zion, did they do that with him? I don't know, but that's my prediction prediction on what's gonna happen with old uh, Mr. Victor Wembanyama. Um, anyway, that's gonna be exciting. I can tell you're already excited about this. Don't worry, I've already moved on for football because basketball starts in like two weeks. That's not true. The Eagles are 4-0. The Philadelphia Eagles took my team, and I don't trust them at all. Uh, they look like they're going to be pretty okay. Pretty okay, yeah, because they have a weak regular season schedule. Did I talk about this on the last podcast? I don't listen to my podcast, so I don't know what I say. I kind of black out after I put these things out. This whole blur when I, rec- when I record like this, and then it's just done, and I just move on with my life. And maybe you are listening to these two in a row for some reason. You're binging me today, and uh, you just heard me say the same thing twice, and I apologize for that. But I have to listen to everybody's dog every day yell and scream at me while I walk to and fro work, and I don't think that's appropriate, so... If you have to deal with my shit talk every now and then, good. Anyway, what else is happening? Did I complain about the weather? I did, but I'm going to go back to it because we are, and there's no escaping this, in the throes of fall. And it's only going to get worse. I'm sure I brought it up before. I'm moving my birthday. It's on November, November 17th to be exact. You can send me gifts for the next two years. And then I'll be hitting the 40th milestone, and I'm going to move it. I'm moving it to May, maybe 17th. I figure a six-month bump. We just move it ahead six months. Uh, nobody has to remember anything, but the, the, the month changes. And that's it. We can, we can stop. We don't need to celebrate it. In November 17th, we're just going to move on to May 17th. And that's the, uh, that's the idea right now. That's the prototypical plan. That's not the word I'm looking for, but it's going to work. You understand what I'm saying. Why can't we move our birthday? Who says we can't? I'm moving it ahead. I'm not moving it. Or I'm, not, I'm moving it. Uh, I'm moving it in a way that doesn't benefit me. I'm gonna say it does because I get to have little birthday parties in the spring. Why the hell do I think I'm suddenly gonna have parties for my birthday? I'm not gonna have a party for my birthday, but you know what I'm saying. I just want it to be nice out. Every now and then I get a nice birthday, November 17th. I think last year I grilled. Thank God to Al Gore and global warming. But uh, you know, I don't know if I'm ever gonna get that again. Anyway, I've talked a lot. And I should uh, let my guests do the talking. I should bring on Zach Amster of Abrams. If you visit gettingitout.net regularly, you will have read my review of In the Dark, their new album, which just came out on Small Stones Records. And it's awesome. And if you haven't, go read that now. Listen to this song I'm going to play for you. It's the first track off the record. It's called Like Hell. It's the heaviest song on it. And then we're going to get into my conversation with Zach. And you're going to love it. There's a little weirdness going on in the audio. I have no idea. I don't know why it sounds like this. I don't know what the clattering is. You'll get over it the same as I'll get over it. And that's it for now. Check it out. Like Hell by Abrams and my conversation with Zach.
well, you just released a new record. It's called In the Dark, and it came out like a couple days ago. How's that going? Yeah, yeah, man. Um, came out September 9th, so it hasn't even been out for a week since we're talking right now. So far, it seems like it's doing pretty good, man. Like, the, the response has been great, getting some, some good reviews, some good feedback, you know, people buying the record, those Spotify streams are going up, and uh, we're just really stoked to get it out into the world, man. It's been a, it's, it's always a long time coming with, you know, writing these records, recording them, getting the vinyl press, and then finally getting it out, so it's like band childbirth really (laughs) well this is your fourth child at least with abrams um but let's go backwards a little bit with you personally when did you even get interested in rock and roll music yeah man my first memory is like i've got a twin brother he plays he's an insane drummer Um, he actually played in the band for for a while my earliest memories are like playing air guitar on like a tennis racket with my dad blasting like Neil Young, like rocking in the free world or something. And um, so my dad really kind of like groomed me to like, you know, he's a big Stones guy. He's big Neil Young, like I said, Springsteen. He got me into like, you know, the grunge stuff that was happening. So he groomed both me and my bro um, at a very early age to, uh, to you know, want to play musical instruments, want to rock, and um, yeah, here we are now talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that's cool. I think it's cool to have an older person, in your case, your dad, and you show, the, show you the ropes with rock music, because like myself, it was it was just whatever was on the radio, which was fine because that was uh, late 80s, early 90s, you know, so it was like when music was like that was the time when the heaviest music ever was popular, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, it's never been yeah. like that before or since. Um, so it was like, you know, 90s rock. I got no problem with that grunge uh, metal, whatever. It was all there. But anyway. But it, it made me lack some appreciation for some of the earlier stuff that now I do. But uh, I wish I had always liked that, like, classic rock stuff. Like, it sounds like you, you, you were exposed to real early on. Yeah. You know, I always listen to classic rock radio. I mean, I just remember, like, middle school, like, the time I was in, like, you know, seventh grade or something. It was, like, Blink-182 and, like, it was the boy band stuff. And I just remember, like my dad like giving me a screaming trees record like here listen to this <laughs> this singer's awesome i was like oh hell yeah so i was like kind of the outcast when it came to like you know music and stuff in that day but now that shit's cool now and it seems like it seems like the that that stuff prevailed over you know boy band oh absolutely absolutely it's I, I was listening to something recently actually i know what i was listening to i was listening to 60 songs that explained the 90s by rob harvillo that's a great podcast i love it um uh, but anyway the, he mentioned that there's a he mentioned some stat from like 2019 with the top 10 radio songs that get played on what what are considered rock stations in the country and it was like current and all 10 of them were released between 91 and 97 and like still those are the top 10 songs that are played on rock radio yeah it's fucking it's 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 weird that it hasn't gotten any better you know what i mean that's a long time that's that's almost 30 years ago yeah but yeah it's crazy but like the the way the corporate rock you know radio goes it's like it's like i don't know it's like it's like the only new stuff that i hear like you know serious xm is big like octane or whatever and it's a lot of like super overproduced like like metal and like five finger death punch stuff like that that gets the radio airwaves but who knows about you know these 
these smaller underground bands that you know could 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 use some, any airplay. Really. Right, so. right. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, smaller bands, underground bands, when did you get involved locally? When did you start finding shows to go to? Yeah, man. Um, pretty much after college, uh, I got you know Taylor and I are the Taylor's the bass player. Um, we're the two like founding members of the band and. We went to college together. We didn't really meet at college, but, um, you know, I remember we used to go to the local bar and, like, this one dude put on, like, you know, Caius on the jukebox. And I was like, oh, is that definitely that long-haired guy. So, you know, <laughs> went over and talked to him, and it was like and we were brothers, you know, ever since. So once we started, you know, hanging out, playing music together, um, we just got involved in the local scene immediately and made friends and and locally denver has a really really strong um scene that's grown you know from diy to you know like bands who were playing in sheds are now opening for you know like mastodon and trivium and big bands like that um so it's it's just a really good you know uh location for for heavy music underground and you know national international acts yeah, uh, you're not wrong about that at all. And I know the band you're specifically referring to there, Chemist. They were actually the first, Ben was the first guest I ever had on this. Um, and I got to see him on the Mastodon tour. But anyway, I always go back to how great the uh, the Denver scene is. And I wanted to ask you about that because the Denver scene for the last few years, and if you ask Ethan McCarthy, as he told me, it has a lot to do with the legalization of marijuana. But the Denver scene is so strong right now in so many different ways. How does Abrams fit into that? Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, you know, friends and acquaintances with with both those you know guys that you mentioned. Um, it's it's cool, man, because it's got this weird underground. You know, you got primitive man and a feather and bone. It's like this really heavy, like you know, um, you know, death metal super like underground thing and you know we're we're friends with a lot of guys in the scene you know we love playing shows with with all those guys you know um but we're you know the more like especially now we're, we're kind of this more melodic like he- we're still a heavy rock band at heart but you know we've got you know leaning leaning towards that more chemist style like leaning really on the the, mel- the melodies and the hooks and, and the big rock thing where you know a lot of the underground stuff seems to be more like metal based yeah, but again, it's a tight it's a tight knit community, man. Like, I, I live four blocks away from like five five venues, so it's like <laughs> it, it's there's something always going on, right? So it's it's a it's a great place to be if you're you know a rock musician for sure, dude. Awesome, yeah. That, well, that's that's kind of why I asked because you guys definitely are more on the rock side, but you're certainly heavy, especially on the dark. It seems seems like in my limited exposure to you guys, um, it seems like the heaviest album in your discography so far. But uh, I listen to In the Dark a lot. I did I, a lot over the last couple of weeks, especially because I wrote a review for it last week. So I've been over the record with a fine tooth comb, you know, like, and, uh, and and I think it's great. I think it's so much better, and I don't mean it as an insult than the other stuff you did. That uh, that I got to know what you, what's the big difference aside from actually. Let me rephrase this. I know that you added Patrick Alberts formerly Call of the Void, and to speak of that relation between the heavy stuff and what you guys do, how are how has that changed what you did on in the dark? Yeah, man. Well, well thanks for the, the kind words in the review. We've, you know, you can hear our, our, this is our fourth record, right? You can hear the, the progression, which I think is really cool. If you listen to our records and our releases chronologically, you can hear, we started as like this, you know, kind of like noise rock kind of 
thing where we're not we're we're doing a lot of screaming, don't know how to sing. Gradually get more progressive, um, you know, linearly along each release. And within the last two releases, you can hear the the comparisons too, where it's like we don't really scream anymore. We're definitely uh, more comfortable as singers um, and really focusing on the song now. Because we don't scream anymore does not mean that we're we're not heavier. I agree with you when you say that, you know, this is our heaviest release where it's like, you know, heavy doesn't necessarily have to mean like, you know, a grindcore song where right. heavy can just be like, you know, hit you in the field with some, you know, incredible chorus or, or even like a lyric that just resonates um, with it. And adding Patrick, you know, he came from Call the Void, which... Um, Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you're not familiar, is one of the heaviest bands that's you know from Denver. Yeah, um, they've done a lot of national touring too with even heavier bands. Um, so having him, he's been a friend forever. Um, not only was it awesome just having him help write the record, but but especially live. Like we can, we we were a three piece before him, so. I was playing guitar and, and singing, you know, which is hard, especially with our recordings. You hear there's like a wall of sound. So he helps us definitely recreate that that big, large sound you hear on the records into a live setting. So we're so stoked to have him. And it's funny because, you know, you think Patrick, like, call the void, like, oh, shit. So are they like doing grind stuff now? But like he came in with... He came in with like one of the, like the most dynamic like songs, the song Body Pillow, like that that was like his riff, which is like one of the more chiller, like almost shoegazy songs. So he's a genius, man, like in the riff department. He can he can bring the heavy, but he's like he can also bring the weird psychedelic chill stuff that, that I'm really happy that's where we're going because this record is so dynamically different than our previous efforts where we were kind of just going loud on ten pretty much the entire record where that specific song body pillow he, he brought in was like you know gave us a lot of confidence that i think we needed to to realize hey we can chill out and write like really good like dynamically efficient songs that, that you you know pack a punch but also get get nice and quiet yeah it's funny is when i listened to in the dark the first time i remember the specifics i was doing voice notes in my car as i was driving and uh, the body pillow was the first song that I made a comment to myself about, and I don't know how bright I was at the time, but at the time it reminded me, and I kind of wrote something like this in my review, that it reminds me of like Foo Fighters, but 
not playing Foo Fighters, like playing like hum covers. But it sounds like it's like explode, like an exploded version of that. And that doesn't make any sense, but in my head it does. It sounds like a rock song, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely a rock song. Like you say, Foo Fighters playing a hum yeah. song. Like yeah. I definitely hear that. Like that's how we, it's funny, dude. Like when we first like write songs, we don't like we don't have names for it. But so we'll name like a band that we think it sounds like so like i don't know like um the last song on the record it's called black tar mountain yeah we we i named that one black mountain because to me it sounded like a black mountain riff but like like you were saying like black mountain plays abram yeah. So, um, you're not far off from how we like name our songs initially, which is kind of funny. <laughs> well, that's that's I think I think that's the way a lot of people do it. I remember being in bands or being around bands, and that's the similar way. Well, well this is the Slayer riff, and then this is the I don't know whatever <laughs> you know, like you know, you know how we all do it. But um, oh yeah, this is your first release, I believe, for Small Stone Records, and I think you guys have released all of your records uh, using different people maybe or yourself once and then uh, a couple other labels yeah so this is our first release with small stone and we're we're very happy with the partnership that we have with um with them they're they've been doing you know this since like 95 and um got the main guy head honcho over there it's been nothing but um just just a pleasure to work with um, previously, the last couple we released through um, like a, a local Denver label called Sailor Records. Um, nothing but good things to say about about Steve, uh, who runs Sailor Records. And um, our very first EP, we we did a vinyl release with a um, really cool dude um, who runs a label called No List Records, and they're out of Canada. They've released some stuff with like from Ken Mode. Um, the great Sabatini stuff like that. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, we've, yeah, we've been we've been going around a little bit. <laughs> well, that's not it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. But Small Stone is a good place for uh, for Abrams, and it's funny because when I saw the Small Stones record when i you know when i got this promo in my email and i saw small student records and then saw call of the void i thought well this doesn't make any sense and <laughs> and then like i said i put it on and go okay now this this does make a lot more sense um but uh you you guys have had this out for like we said a couple of days um seems like all the reviews that i saw have gone pretty well do you have any plans to hit the road at all yeah, man, we're going out in November. Um, we're still trying to finalize a couple of dates before we release it. Um, we're going West Coast for a little bit with our friends um, from here in the company of Serpent. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're a fan- My man, Grant. Yeah, you're familiar. Yeah. Yeah, they're a, they're a fantastic, uh, you know, heavy band from, from Denver who's been, been, you know, around the scene for a long time. And we're stoked to get out with them. Um, other than that, we are going to be hitting it hard um, in 2023, which will be here before you know it. Um, so so just keep your, your eyes peeled on the socials for, uh, for some dates. Yeah, that's a uh, fucking year's coming up. That means winter's coming, too. Winter out there must be worse than here. But uh, I don't like it either way. No, me neither, man. Like, I, and we're talking about going out in January, and uh, I'm like, we're going south, guys. We're going as close <laughs> to the equator as possible. So, so Texas, Mexican tour in January. Do a Mexican tour. That's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Well, for this record, you worked with Dave Otero, who's uh, done stuff with Chemist 
and uh, and well, got cattle decapitation. But how did, how did you decide to work with him? Dave's great, man. We've worked with Dave um, for the past couple records, and I just love the way all of his records sound. And you know, he he does work mostly with um, heavy metal bands. Um, <clears throat> But that's why I think it's such a great partnership because, like, yeah, we're, you know, we've got a little metal, metal on us, too, but we're definitely more on the rock side of things where I think it's a, it changes it. We've actually talked with it about him where he just, you know, it, he likes changing it up. And um, and we do, too. So um, he did a fantastic job mixing and uh, mastering and producing uh, this record. I think it's, like songs aside it just sounds really really good you can turn it up loud and like you don't lose any of that low end yeah so um he just like crushed it in the mix and he's just a genius too like when we go to him it's it's you're hiring on a fifth band member um where you know you have that outside ear um that outside influence telling you you know his thoughts and like nine times out of ten we're you know if he has a suggestion we're gonna go with it so he's just really efficient um and you know prior to going in we just know what what it's gonna sound like when we get it back so um he's also close too yeah man that's the big that's the biggest thing for me convenience is usually the deciding factor for me but it's uh, it's very convenient that you got such a good uh engineer near you yeah dude for sure we've We've in the past we've um, we've gone to Salt Lake to record with uh, our dear friend Andy Patterson who is in Sabrosa, the new new band um, the Autolith that's coming out. He he does a fantastic job too. Um, he did our first two records. Um, so yeah, we've done the driving thing as well. <laughs> what's the what's the distance between because it's, because I don't know distance between Denver and Salt Lake. It's about nine hours. Jesus uh, Christ! See, see, this is yeah. my my uh, my brain is that you guys are all close out there, like you're in a you're in a nice little circle, and Dude, we're, not, we're in an island. Out <laughs> in it kind of sucks for a touring band because it's like the closest big city that we can get to is Albuquerque or Santa Fe, which is about seven hours south, or Kansas City, which is like nine hours east. Salt Lake, which is, you know, eight, nine hours west. What the hell are you changing climates? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like it's 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 a tough place to start a tour, but um, you know, it you, you, we make it work. Right. Well, it's, again, like we talked about before, it sounds like it's such a strong place right now that people are willing to come there too. So that distance doesn't seem to be hindering that. Um, the the what well, you mentioned, like the, the the mix on this record, and I really enjoyed that. I don't know if I heard it the same way on your previous releases, but like especially the way the vocals uh, lay are like layered into the music um, on in the dark, I find it a, a really really perfect sound for this record. Was that an intentional thing? Did you guys ask him to go that way? How did that, how did you decide on that? Well, well, thanks for the compliment there. Um, yeah. So kind of going back to working with Dave, the past two records our our 2020 release modern ways. I thought he did a great job with that too, but I think it was almost like a practice run mm-hmm. for, for this record, because again, like he doesn't get this type of music very often. Um, I think we're one of like the the only, we're probably the only like rock band that that he has worked with really because he's like mainly in that tech death like but heavy metal genre. Yeah. But, um, 
like you were saying, the vocals. I think the vocals on our 2020 record, when I listened back and forth, were like a little bit more front in the mix and more like a pop mix, where we actually, when we were sitting in the mixing room, um, we were kind of going back and forth. I was like, I just I think you're you're spot on where where the vocals sit with this record is right where I want want it to be too because you know I don't want it to be mixed like a pop band right out in front because there's so much happening with the guitars and the bass tones where I don't want I don't want the vocals to really take over that and yeah the vocals are super hooky and catchy but like they just sit they just sit perfectly and it's one of my favorite bass sounds I've ever heard like Taylor's bass on this record just is the perfect brown note that you know that that i can hear so yeah um great mix dude great mix <laughs> no, it does. you guys had a little bit of that torch sound you know i was listening to i listened to this the, the one day when i was walking to and from work all right and this is a really stupid metaphor but it's i swear to god this is what i thought and it was one of those days where it was it was raining but only because you can feel that it's raining like it's it's just like misting, and yeah. you, like you know it's raining because you're getting a little bit wet, and the it's a shitty day out, and like so it's, but it's, but it's not you're not getting soaked, it's not getting drenched, it's not uncomfortable. That's how that's how the the vocals felt for me. It's just like they're they're definitely here, um, and I could feel them, and they, it it works, <laughs> and it's not too yeah. much, and it's not I'm not fucking soggy socks and grumpy about it. You know, it was it's, it's nice. Right. <laughs> I dig that metaphor, man. And I think that's a good, like, I don't know, just like the, the picture you painted is like a good, good picture of, of like how the record sounds too, where it's like, you know, it's, it's a melancholy kind of like, you know, vibe, but, um, it, there's, there's bright spots too. There's, there's, there's positivity thrown in the negativity, but, uh, yeah, it just, it just sounds how you really just described it, like with that metaphor. So, nice yeah. But I left out the part where I had to step around the big uh, long pile of horse turds that the Amish left. So don't. That's not <laughs> that's part right, of your you're, sound. You're in Pennsylvania. So that's all. I'm, I'm in, in Lancaster, Amish baby. Horse, I, I am walking to work in uh, Lancaster farm country. That's awesome, man. At least it's a close walk. It is. It's less less than a mile. So it's. Uh, it's I'm, I'm on a I'm on a farm ish street for about uh let's say a 10th of a mile, maybe not even. So it's not that bad. Cool. <laughs> no, it's pretty cool. Well, um, I really like this record. I think it's going over great. I think it's, uh, it's got a cool, tell me, well, before I let you go, tell me about the artwork on, on the cover, at least. Cause that's all, that's the only thing I've seen. What is, what is this? It's very, uh, 60s, 70s looking. Yeah. That's what we were going for. Um, we just wanted something, you know, this is to us. This is our, like, psychedelic record which is not really it's not a psychedelic record but we have a little bit of that sprinkle into like the the you know cliche abram sound um so we were like we wanted to change it up you know record wise and this this artist who my my brother's band and um have worked with um he's worked with a lot of bands on heavy psych sound um, his name is Robin Nista. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but the last name is G-N-I-S-T-A. And he specializes in this stuff. Like, he does a lot of really sick, like, concert poster, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, graphic design type of work that, that, work, that looks similar to this. Like, when you see a Robin Nista design, you can tell us. 
than it yeah. am. Um, and I think he just nailed it out of the park because I, I love the, you know, the color scheme where it's still like dark, but it has the cool little prisons in it, which I think metaphorically, like we were kind of hinting at a little bit earlier, um, just works well with it's like, you know, it's in the dark, but there's, there's hopefully that's not a train at the end of the, well, hey, all right, one last thing and then you're free. Um, Denver and their great scene. Tell me about a band in Denver that uh, I might not know about yet. Oh, shit, dude. It seems like you know all of them. Um, <laughs> have you, do, you know, do you know a band called Oryx? I do, yes. O R Y X. O R Y X, yeah. Uh, all right. How about I try to tell you a bit about a band in Denver? You tell me. You need to tell me what bands to check out. Well, it's just this is just a rock band in, in Denver that I like. Do you? How about how about State Drugs? Do you know State Drugs? No. See, you're you're schooling me on my my town, dude. State Drugs. <laughs> State Drugs. Uh, it's got Chris Coon, who's I believe singing and maybe playing guitar, maybe bass. He used to be in uh, the. Baltimore hardcore band Pulling Teeth. He lives out there now. He's got a rock and roll oh, band yeah. called State Drugs. You should check that out. Dude, for sure, man. We'll do. All right. After the, the wreck. <laughs> See? Like, who else do I need to check out, dude? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, there's, the list is endless in Denver. But, hey, Zach, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. I appreciate it. I appreciate what you did within the dark. And I've been listening to the back catalog, too, so I appreciate what you've been doing for years with your band. And uh, keep hey, it man. up. Thanks so much, dude. I really appreciate the time and the, the kind words.
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Zach of Abrams. The song you just heard was In the Clouds from In the Dark, out now on Small Stone Records. It's a great album, as I gushed about it on my review on gettingitout.net. And as Zach explained on this episode of Getting It Out Podcast, overall, I just like to say they get the stamp of approval from me. And from you. That's why you listen this far into the episode. Be sure to catch them on tour out on the road within the Company of Serpents, who are also Getting It Out podcast alumni. Uh, this November, early in November, they'll be in New Mexico, Arizona, and California. That's a show I'd like to see, but it's not coming anywhere close to me, so I won't. What else? Should I hit you with here at the end? Oh, speaking of hit, a video came out today of Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole, and it's awesome. And you're like, hey, Dan, are you talking about sports again? You're absolutely right, I am. Basketball, again, guys, there's nothing better than a real one-on-one man fight. That's what I call them, too. They're one-on-one man fights. And just so happens, this one guy wasn't ready for a man fight, and one guy was. And these happen to be big humans, really big humans. Uh, Do you know the size of basketball players? They're bigger than anybody else listening to this podcast. I guarantee you that. None of you are the size of any of these guys. None of you. All right? So to see one lay-in Superman punch the other guy, and by the way, people calling this a sucker punch, are you kidding me? You push a man, and then that man punches you. That's not a sucker punch. Because you chose to look away after you pushed him because you were feeling uh, unsure about your actions. Then uh, that's your fault for not looking and getting knocked out. Draymond is the man. I love Draymond Green. I love him. And this was a clear victory. And I'm sure people will now use this as a way to get him off of the Golden State Warriors, which seems like a, a terrible idea. And they will plummet to the bottom of the standings. And somehow... Get Victor Wembanyama, and you all deserved it when this happened. Celebrate the man's victory. Encourage more fist fights instead of complaining on Twitter, and the world would be a better place. And that's the way I want my sports to be. But anyway, speaking of pummelings, I should play a pummeling song to end this episode of the podcast. But what shall it be? Perhaps in celebration of Armed for Apocalypse's new album, Ritual Violence, which dropped on Candlelight Records October 7th, we should play a song from that. That seems like a swell idea. I believe I've played them on here before, but I'm pretty sure I haven't played this song. This song is called Lifeless. Again, it's off of their new album, Ritual Violence, which is out now on Candlelight Records. And uh, you can get it everywhere as it is October 7th or later when you're listening to this. So thank you for listening to this podcast. I appreciate you making it through all my sports talk. And that'll do for this week. Bye-bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.